We are live. Yes, we are. <laughs> what is going on, everybody? How you doing? Oh, hey, everybody. welcome to Show Me the Money Club with Sergio, myself, and uh, we are waiting on Harry. So, founder of the Ride <laughs> is going to be coming on. Um, so I'm sure uh, probably he's, <laughs> I just texted him to see where he's at, but he should be on soon, hopefully. And, His Tesla uh, broke down. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get that extra charge. Yeah, baby. <laughs> All right, sure. so we got a we got a pretty jam packed uh, day today. Uh, when when Harry does get on, we got we're gonna ask him a few questions. Uh, if people want to chime in and ask questions as well, uh, by all means, please go do that. Uh, we are going to be going over your article that you just did. Uh, is Uber's take really fifty percent? Um, you found it to be much lower, um, and you know we can discuss a couple of different hypotheses from that and go over that break it down uh, so that's going to be really cool uh we did a video uh last week with the uh pick your promo it's a guarantee offer uh so we're going to break down that a little bit kind of kind of get people's inputs on uh what they think they would do um we have a poll regarding what they would do uh mm -hmm. with the results there and then um also my, my brilliant idea <laughs> <laughs> and then we got another poll that we're going to go over uh kind of going back to to the debate of uh should uber lyft doordash and these other companies uh offer stock in terms of their bonuses or payout when it comes to drivers uh pretty fun little poll there that i posted yesterday so uh, we will go with that then uh uber is not showing the money at least in mm. LA right now, it's not showing it really so much in Buffalo. So we're going to do a little breakdown of that. Um, and then, um, yeah, any, any, uh, remaining question or any remaining time, we got some questions or, uh, anything you guys want to chime in on who's watching. Uh, so first off, if you're watching the replay of this, make sure you subscribe to ring the bell for notifications, hit all notifications. Sometimes YouTube likes to notify you, an hour and a half after the video goes live, we're already done at that point. This is an hour show. So we try to keep it at an hour. Uh, but, oh, we got Harry on. Hold on. Let's bring him on. Whoa. What's up, guys? How's it going? Man, I didn't wow. realize you guys were so uh, punctual starting right at three on the dot. I was like five seconds late. I figured you'd wait for me, but apparently not. <laughs> uh, we're we're going to name him Hollywood Harry now. He's late. <laughs> I, was like, I was about to cancel on you. It's been five minutes, Harry. You know, I only wait five minutes for the passengers. <laughs> uh, there you go. I think I, th I think I know your driving style. I was one uh, minute late. I didn't come outside in one minute, and Sergio's yeah. already off to the races. So Sayonara. I think that's why uh, you probably <laughs> make a lot more money than everyone else you don't mess around when it okay. comes to the passengers so i got the intro though i'm excited to be here thanks for uh having me on and i already see uh, i think i saw uh, some we zoom uh commenter said he's gonna be grilling me so i'm ready i don't know never never had a question that i was uh, scared of just like sergio so let's see what you guys got for me today but thanks okay, for right. the invite well thanks oh, for being yeah. here Harry. yeah definitely i mean he, he's the creator so he's the one who yeah. started the podcast the blog and uh the youtube and you know kind of kind of the conglomerate and what it is today so 
um, and kind yeah. of brought us all together, which is awesome. So yeah. thanks for. No, and I'm I'm glad the lives are uh, getting popular. I think you guys have a good format here and bringing on some different guests. And you know, I feel like a few years ago we were doing, uh, we were doing the, and I was doing a monthly live stream, and I can't remember why we took a pause. Maybe it was COVID or whatever it might be. But uh, you know, I know they were always fun and always popular to connect with the viewers, right? So I'm excited to get it back going again. All right, cool. Yeah, so let's go. Do you guys want to go back to 2015? Let's go back to 2015, right, Harry? <laughs> so right. you're sitting at your desk at Boeing, right? Was it Boeing? Or yeah, yeah okay, Boeing. Um, you're you're doing whatever you're doing, and then what <laughs> happened? What happened? Did you just kind of go? I'm just going to go to the right chair. <laughs> so how did this come uh, about? How, how did I this guess... all start? Yeah, no, I guess uh, I first started driving for Lyft in Orange County. Lyft uh, had just launched at the time. And actually, what sort of got me off the couch, I think I'd taken a ride or two as a passenger. And one of the drivers that I was talking to, he told me that, uh, you know, since Lyft had just launched, they were doing guaranteed earnings. So they're basically paying you 21 bucks an hour to just sit there waiting for rides. And he said he'd been watching Netflix for a few hours. So I uh, that sounded like pretty fun time to me, get paid to not drive. And so I signed up because of that. And of course, by the time I got signed up and started, it was already, uh, you know, that promo had expired. But, uh, you know, it's sort of what got me into it. Started driving for Lyft, signed up in the parking lot of Boeing uh, to do Uber, did one trip, got 500 bucks. And, uh, you know, the rest was history. So just kind of doing it on the side and trying it out during, you know, when I wasn't doing my day job. And then so when did the blog or podcast or now that YouTube was, of course, when did that kick in like as a business? Yeah, so I started the blog. I started driving for Uber and Lyft in 2014, and then I think I started the blog and podcast pretty quickly after. I sort of figured that you know, hey, if people are in the cars a lot, they would want to listen to a podcast. And actually, the podcast was always popular, but uh, I feel like it was never it never exploded. Like for example, the YouTube channel or even the blog, because you know when you think about it, when you're you know you're driving around, you don't have time to like listen to, like a 45 minute podcast. It's like you know you're driving you get a ride you have some downtime so it's mm -hmm. sort of tough to listen to a podcast and i think it never really exploded uh, the i still do the podcast to this day and you know we post the videos on the youtube channel but uh seems like the blog i started the youtube channel about like six months in and the blog and the youtube channel definitely by far uh, you know took off the most but we're on every platform now we're even on tiktok now so if you guys check out the rideshare guy on tiktok uh, who's following the rideshare guy on tiktok that's a real question Oh, really? I didn't know. I got to download TikTok now. God damn. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're swiping up a lot for the videos. <laughs> um, so um, so let's for fast forward a little bit. When, yeah, obviously to do this, you have to have a vision, right? So your vision obviously has come true. Yeah. Has it passed your expectations of what RSG has become or is it exactly where it, where you think it would be? Uh, I would say definitely surpassed my expectations. I mean, I started the rideshare guy because really, you know, I just wanted to document my experience as a driver, how much money I could make. A lot of the early articles, we had a lot of spreadsheets and analysis mm -hmm. sort of similar to, you know, the, a lot of the work you do now, Sergio. And so mm -hmm. I like that style. And, you know, basically just putting your money where your mouth is. It's like, hey, here's how much I'm making. And here are the spreadsheets to back it up and the earning screenshots and all of that. Right. And so I thought it would be a good little business opportunity. You know, maybe we could get a few sponsors 
there's a few advertisers, but I didn't think that, you know, we'd eventually be able to start, you know, a YouTube channel and courses and books and audio books and, you know, be able to hire, uh, you know, drivers from around the country. I think that's one thing that's cool. I mean, we've got four people, four or five people, you know, I know Chris is getting up there too, you know, managing the YouTube channel as far as hours per week. So we've got close to four or five people, you know, that I'm paying like a full-time salary for basically that, you know, all sort of either came from the driver world or somewhere around that ecosystem. So, you know, definitely uh, all cool things. Cool. Yeah. So that's the start of it. So now we are here today. And then, you know, a little bit later, we'll talk about where you see the gig economy today and where do you think it's going? Yeah. Um, but uh, Chris, do you want to jump into some of the topics we have? Because we have questions flying around, but I don't know. Yeah, I see a lot of questions, questions too. So whatever you guys okay. want to do. Uh, let's answer a couple of those questions. You know, we'll let Harry answer those questions. He's a... All right. All right. All right so... I see. Uh... Events you and guys, concerts. You there you go. Okay. okay. A question about events and concerts, sporting, sporting events. Do you go to them or avoid them like the plague? Uh, it's the latter for me. Avoid them like the plague. But if I am going to go, I'm going to go to the neighboring streets or in the neighborhood somewhere that I can park easily and kind of coax my passenger to walk to me <laughs> because there is not a chance I'm going to any event uh, with the current setup. It is it's just disaster. You're going to do one ride and get maybe 10 bucks out of it. And that's the end of that because the surrounding neighborhoods surge as much as probably the event site. So to me, avoid it like the plague. How about you, Chris? Yeah. Oh, how about you? I, li I like that, Sergio. I mean, I think one thing that I talk about in my book, too, and that I've always said is like, obviously, there are, you know, a lot, there's a lot of demand at these events, but like kind of how easy it is to get in and out. I mean, even a good example for those that are driving here in Los Angeles, right? If you go down to, um, God, I'm blanking on the name, uh, in Carson, where the, uh, the <laughs> what's the name of that stadium, Sergio? Oh, LA Galaxy? The, LA the, Galaxy, right. Yeah, where yeah. the LA, at the Home Depot Center, right? Where the LA yeah, Galaxy yeah, yeah. play. Um, you know, it's it's a disaster getting in and out of there. But yeah. I did pick up a passenger once there and I did that exact thing, right? Like there's a bunch of side streets, right? So you literally, yep. it's like, hey, and the way you call them matters too, right? If you're like, hey, come come find me. It's like kind of a dick thing to say, right? But if it's yeah. like, hey, how does this benefit the passenger? You have to put it like people are selfish, right? Drivers, passengers, everyone. So you have to sort of say like, hey, if you walk to me five minutes, this will save you 20 minutes, right? Or this 100%. will save you time. This will save you money. So that's sort of what I would do whenever I was over there at the home depot center because there's a bunch of side streets you know it's not like dodger stadium where there's only yep. one way in yep. and out there's like a bunch of ways in and out if you just walk five or ten minutes so i know we did i did that with a lot of uh, success so i, I like yeah. the event strategies but you can't do what everyone else is doing basically yeah exactly and then and then it's just like lax right um i used to do this all the time i mean before la exit where the passengers would have to walk or get take the bus to go you know get picked up you know, we, we know the death loop up there, right? It's just yep. disaster. I mean, it's just, you can't get in, you can't get out. It's, it's impossible. And so Sergio, I would tell him, I just, I just emailed you about my airport I did. strategy. I, that I, I did. Wrote, I right? wrote it. I wrote the, I wrote it. All right. Do you want to explain that one? Cause I think it's good for, you know, if yeah. you're an Uber black driver in Los Angeles, but a lot of other airports don't have that LA exit yeah. lot. So tell everyone what I told you or what I sure. asked you to. Uh, yeah. He, he, so I did this LA driver's guide for the, for RSG and, and it was missing the part that, you know, Harry, pointed out to me this this past week so um lax for whoever is in la they know obviously one of the worst airports on the planet but now it's become the second busiest airport in the country right behind atlanta's hartfield jackson so it passed o'hare so you know lax is built in the 70s and it's just not meant for all this traffic that it's trying to absorb 
So there's two levels at LAX. Upper level is departures, lower level is arrivals. So when you're dropping off, obviously, as a rideshare driver, you have to drop off upstairs, which is the departure level. But there are certain days, like Monday mornings, God forbid, you get a ride to LAX. It's going to take a half hour to go through the loop. And it also depends if you can use the cutoffs at LAX, but that's a different story. But um, so let's say, um, you know, I look at my Google Maps and it's ridiculous. It's like blood red. And I would tell the passenger, look, you know, I'm going to take my tags off. You act like you're my friend because we're not allowed to be downstairs, drop off, drop off downstairs, which is the arrival side. Arrivals would be wide open. None too many yeah. flights in. And I would take them there, drop them off, get out. And sure enough, they'll tip me because they just saved solid 15, 20, maybe sometimes 30 yeah. minutes. I mean, sometimes it's literally, Sergio, it's like a 30-minute difference. Yeah, bro. Right? Yeah. Like, no, yeah. like, I've, I no live joke. 30 minutes from the airport. So as a passenger, I've gone to the airport, it takes 30 minutes, and it takes 30 minutes oh, yeah, to yeah. get to yeah. Tom Bradley, which is, you know, like the fourth terminal, basically. Yep. Yeah. So if you're flying American, I will not pick you up, <laughs> which is, which <laughs> and is then the fourth that strategy works in reverse too, right? Like if Absolutely. it doesn't work at LAX for UberX because they have the LAX at lot, but any airport where you can pick up yep. passengers, right? Like, and there's two levels of arrivals and departures, right? You can actually use Google maps. Google maps does a pretty good job telling you what the traffic is like, and it knows whether you're going up or down, for example. Yep. And so you can actually say like, Hey, if you see that it's gonna be 30 minutes of traffic or 20 minutes, um, or a soft it red you can tell you can call that passenger or text them or you know and sort of again put it in words you know i don't think a lot of drivers say it that well but it's like hey you know i'd love to save you 30 minutes by you know just walking upstairs for example yep. right and it's like oh that's a no-brainer so yeah so to us um you got to know the tricks at lax otherwise you know hell is waiting for you in the death loop <laughs> anyway thank god so, i have yeah, a that, small report uh, <laughs> No, LAX is crazy, bro. And then that construction, right, Harry? It's just never going to end. I mean, it's just... Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, I mean, like, the surge is pretty crazy at LAX too, right? So if you can kind of get in get in, and get out, no, not anymore? No, no. When the flat rate surge came in and, you know, they, it's not... Nothing like before, Harry, trust me. You know, <laughs> well, those those three X four X rides out of LAX were. Sweet, I'm living but... in the future, not the past, Sergio. Okay, well, I know, <laughs> that. but you know, but hey, you know, if we did a poll, we should do that poll. How many people would want the multiplier back? I bet you, eighty percent would want the multiplier. Well, back. yeah, I mean, I, I I I understand, right? Like, obviously, people preferred. I think the old system. Yeah, like right now, I'm looking Absolutely. at LAX. It's a two dollar and twenty five cent flat rate surge <laughs> right now, so not really yeah. worth your time. But yeah. <laughs> all right, Chris, let's jump in. So what are we doing right. today? Which one do you want to you want to talk about your article first? Yeah, let's get that out of the way because you know what that, that that's yeah that's a good place to to hit the topics. So I did this article. Um, I responded to those people, Harry. By the way, uh, so uh, you know I, I was I'm always curious, right? I, I I hear nothing but complaints. Oh, Uber takes fifty percent. Oh, Uber takes sixty percent. I'm like, okay, so let's see what this is about. Um, you know. Seven hours to kill, of course. I have nothing else to do. I go analyze this. I did 788 rides. I started driving last September 15th or so. So week by week, I analyzed every single ride. And I, you know, ran a tape on it, you know, week by week by week. And I put it in a spreadsheet. And I really curious. I was curious about, you know, is this really true? Because if it's like this high, Uber should be swimming in money. They shouldn't have any problems being profitable. Well, you know, I did it. And then one the first four or five weeks when they were offering crazy CRBs last year, that's for consecutive ride bonus. 
literally every time I drove, Uber lost money. And then, you know, they they completely stopped that because they figured, okay, these guys are just, this is, we're losing money. We can't keep doing this. This is LA, by the way. So again, I'm in LA. I know everybody says, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. It's only LA, which we'll talk about that with Chris, what we have coming for that. Um, so to me, I did this spreadsheet and obviously this included the incentives, the CRBs, the boost, no surge, right? So you can, you guys can do this on your own. You can go download my spreadsheet and put your numbers in as well. So I did it for 30 weeks, 30, 788 rides. I think that's a pretty good sample size. And I came up with a number of 9.5%. So here are my trips, 788 total trips in 30 weeks, $18.06 per trip. That includes everything, incentives as quests, CRBs, whatever else, surge, obviously. 337 online hours, 300 and close to five hours active hours, meaning phase three with a passenger in the car. Overall, 42.23 online, 47 bucks almost for active. Now, a lot of people say, yeah, you're in LA, you're lucky, you do this, you do that. I'm like, okay, fine, fine. So we're going to talk about the summer slowdown in a minute. I'll bet you anything that even with the slowdown, if I get out there, which I'm going to test that out. And by the way, here's the spreadsheet. Please go to the article and take a look at it before you make any judgment. Because I know a lot of people, I, I expected actually a lot of people saying, oh, no, they take 60%, 70%. Yes, did they take 50 60 70% on certain rides out of, let's say, let's take the first week where Uber lost 8.14%. Okay, out of those 29 rides, you know, yeah, there were some that they, they took 50%, 60%. But overall, they ended up losing money. And you guys can do this. And instead of jumping to conclusions and saying, yeah, Uber takes too much money from me, I'm like, do it. You know, let's see if it's true. Let's see if, if the 50, 60 on average is true. On average, they made nine and a half percent on me. Now you have to understand this is nine and a half percent that they have insurance, obviously for phase two and phase three, they have all the overhead, they have 23,000 employees, all the other commitments. Maybe that's why Uber is not making money. So to me, my numbers were at nine and a half percent. And I'm going to end this with saying the only reason they're at nine and a half percent is because I only drive when they show me the money and I try to stack my all my incentives. Surge, obviously, I'm going to drive when there's surge, morning rush hour, afternoon rush hour, weekends in the afternoons, two incentives like Quest, CRBs, no more CRBs, but now they introduce something called Boost Plus, which they're cutting too. So if they stack it all up, you can still make 40, 50 bucks an hour. If you don't, then you're not. But I can drive those hours and I did. So I'm not ashamed of it. I mean, that's what you guys should do. If everybody did what I did, I don't think, I think Uber would be in big trouble. <laughs> but yeah. unfortunately it doesn't Chris, work. can you put the spread that, that shot you had of uh, all the fares back on the screen? Because I think one thing that uh, stands out to me is like, there are weeks where, you know, you did this analysis, right? And I'll, I'll be honest, Sergio, right? Like I told you many times, I was like, wow, I'm surprised it was nine, nine 10%, right? I would have guessed, right? Like, is higher 20 30 percent because we've analyzed this before in the past too because of this exact thing you know obviously we all know uber uncertain well maybe not we all know but like you know uber on certain trips right if they do a flat rate surge and it's a really long trip with a high multiplier the passenger still pays that and uber yep. pockets the difference that's why on some fares no one's arguing uber takes a 50 60 70 or even i think we've even seen as high as 80 percent cut uh you know we, we've got an article i think that's like what's the highest commission uber's ever taken and i feel like someone posted an 80 percent cut and it's that situation right there but on average 
the com overall commission that they take, I know drivers don't like to hear this, but it's a lot lower. It's probably closer, in my opinion, like 20 to 30%. And then it like is. in your analysis, what you found, it was 10% because you're stacking all those bonuses, all those yeah. incentives, right? And I think mathematically, it makes sense, right? If Uber's normally yeah. charging $10, they keep their 25% and then, you know, charge a service fee. It's like in that 30 to 40% range. But then if they pay back, you know, a $3 or a $4 per ride bonus or incentives, something like yeah. that, right? Mm -hmm. And then obviously, Obviously, their cut now goes down. So it's like kind of simple math. Uh, so yeah. I don't even know that I'm really defending Uber here. But I mean, that's just what it is. And I feel like yeah. anytime, you know, of course, predictably, we got a few comments and emails that I forwarded to you. And, yeah. um, you know, people said, Oh, no, that's bullshit. Uber takes 80%. And I said, Okay, take the spreadsheet, go fill out your numbers. And then I'm happy yep. to review it. And of course, how many of those people actually did that? Zero. None. None. <laughs> so. Yeah, because, you know, the other thing, Harry is, uh, like that, if you, you know, there's a trend here. If you look at the overall numbers from week one to week 30, right? So the first, all the losses, by the way, Uber incurred were like the mm -hmm. first 10 weeks, eight to 10 yeah. weeks. All the yeah, negatives are there, right? After that, no negatives. You know why? Because they stopped the CRBs. So they were offering me three, four, 30 CRB. Yeah. But my destination filter strategy, I mean, they, they had no chance to make money. And I'm not well, going to I mean, be embarrassed, you know. Looking week to week, it's interesting how, you know, like on week of April 4th, for example, it was like their yeah. take rate was 7%, right? Yeah. And then the next very next week, it was 34%, right? And obviously yeah. that little bit depends on when you're driving and when you're, when and where you're driving. But I think it is interesting that like yeah. it can vary a lot. And that's why, you know, if you ask drivers how much Uber takes, it's like you'll hear numbers all over the place, 30%, yeah. 40, 50, 60, 80, right? And so I think this is like one thing that Uber sucks at like they're terrible right like most drivers think uber takes way more than they yep. actually take right and so it's like who cares what the actual number is like the perception of what yep. they take is really high so if i'm sitting there at uber i'm like wow i'm doing a terrible job right now because we might only be we're taking like 20 30 percent from drivers 10 percent from drivers from sergio right and it's like yep. but drivers think we're taking 80 or 70 or 60 like that's a big difference like yeah. they're really not doing a good job here Huge difference, yeah, and and I mean I, honestly, um, you know, I read all their earnings reports. You know, on the on the after Q one, I was listening to the um, conference news. I mean, the earnings conference conference call. Okay, this is these are their numbers. I'm not saying this, so you guys can go listen to it for two hours and then figure it out. Uber's take rate, overall take rate of gross profits globally, were like 16 percent in 2019. Now they're up to 27 percent. How does that happen? Well, they raised yeah. the fares on passengers and now they're, you know, gross profits are up to 27%. Well, the only obviously, thing that I would know. say, Sergio, on like the financial numbers that Uber's released, like their take rate, I don't think is the same as what you're calculating, like what they define as take rate. I don't think it's like what you're calculating right here, right? Because I think they've got like a, like it never really, like you can look at the trends, like if it's going up or mm -hmm. down, but I feel like, you know, there's like, you know, when you've got like multi-billion dollar companies, man, there's like obviously. so much funny math, right? <laughs> obviously. No, I I mean, the, the, the earnings report analyst, I don't even think they understand and it's so convoluted and i have no idea yep. what, what they're saying half the time but it's it's what i mean but granted it, it's a it's a given that their take rates have gone up yeah with the upfront for the driver upfront for the passenger separation of what the driver makes versus what the passenger pays now getting rid of the rate card in a lot of cities i mean you know they're doing it for a reason they got to make money show me the money that's what the investors are saying where's the money show me the money <laughs> so yeah that's where we are so a lot of people are saying you know, on commenting, saying, oh, yeah, whatever, Sergio's this, they got to pay us fairly, bro. You signed the TOS, you're driving. I mean, to me, it's like, 
this complaining needs to end at some point. Well, know? I mean, I guess for me, it's sort of like, I think what we're, my whole, this whole business is about is like, obviously there's positives and negatives. I mean, I think it's yep. pretty clear that the positives outweigh the negatives. Otherwise there wouldn't be millions of people working in the gig economy and driving for Uber and Lyft. 100%. Um, but at the same time, it's like, hey, if you're going to do it, you should do it right. You know what I mean? Like you should yeah. make the most amount of money. Like, don't worry. I'm, I'm, I love complaining about things too. But at the end of the day, it's like, hey, there's still a ton of opportunities where you can make more, right? If like the average driver isn't making that much money, you shouldn't be the average driver. You should be, you know, above average or you know, even like really go to work to be like yeah. top 10%, top 1%. So yeah, that's, that's perfect segue to summer slowdown. It is mm -hmm. slow out there. I mean, three weeks ago when I was going like, yeah, surge everywhere, 50 bucks yeah. an hour. I'm like, uh-uh. <laughs> it stopped. So I'm like, okay, what do we do now? But you know what? Actually, now is the time to apply strategy and be really smart and make some more money as opposed to, look, can I make 40, 50 bucks now? Probably not. But I'll bet you that I can probably squeeze 30, 35. When's the last do. time? Did you drive last week or the week before? How much did you make? Uh, last weekend, I did not drive because it was my daughter's graduation week. So it was none. But this week, this weekend, weekend, uh, tomorrow I'm going to drive. Friday, I'm going to drive. Saturday, and, and nice. probably Sunday, I'm going to drive. So we'll see. We'll see where the numbers fall. But the maps are pale white, Harry. <laughs> all the mm -hmm. all the LAUSD, all the LAUSD teachers are out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's all, over all the teachers are back. Yeah. <laughs> Well, not only that, but like, we if you look any... at the two states, go ahead. Yeah, no, go go for it, Chris. I was going to say, yeah, if you look at the uh, these two texts, uh, this one, the first one is from Sergio's uh, phone, and then the second one is for mine. But if you see, you look at the numbers, and they they start high. What is it, thirty four, and then thirty, yeah. and then mine, yeah. mine's twenty eight, was twenty five. So you can see right off the bat they're starting to drop oh, yeah. it. Let alone, That's you know, as, as Sergio said, it's. Only yeah, and it's only between the hours of 12 a.m. to 3 a.m. Drunk hours, yeah. top, top earning hours, right? So I know, that that's not a good yeah. sign. Yeah, you, no. I mean, that's sort of what, <laughs> like, you look for the signals, right? It's like, wow, the busiest hours, like, that's what they're highlighting. It's like, ooh, mm. man, not good. Yeah, imagine what's going to be between 10 a.m. and 2 mm -hmm. p.m. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, yeah. But so summer slowdown is here, so be more strategic, please, if you're driving out there. You know, drive, uh, I don't know, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m., you know, weekends are decent, but this weekend there was no surge. In fact, I tested something. So Chris and I were texting. I forgot he's like three hours ahead of me this weekend. I turned my app on while I'm sitting at home in Granada Hills, right? Mm -hmm. Harry, I did not get a request for 70 minutes. <laughs> wow. 70. Wow. I was like, it's hey, realization. Hey. 70 minutes is a long time even for my suburb so i was like holy yeah. shit well slow. i mean i think that's a good example though of, right like you know so obviously the 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 big markets you know like la chicago new york city are very busy and you know i think like obviously you know sometimes we get complaints from people it's like oh you know what you're you're in la it's like it's different here right but like a lot of the principles mm -hmm. that we talk about they apply no matter what like if you're an average driver in la versus average driver in buffalo right like two different markets for example but you can still be in the top 10%, you can still be in the top 1%. And even like what you said, right, there are times in LA where it's like, hey, on the suburbs, like the suburbs of LA, like Granada Hills, where you live out in the valley, you call it the valley? Is that Granada yeah. Hills? Yeah, yep. You know, out where you live in the valley, you know, that's like 
a smaller market, you know, like a Buffalo, right? So it's like, all right, what are the strategies you got to use there to make money? It's like the same thing, right? So I do think that like, I don't know, people get like so caught up and they're like, oh my God, Sergio, you're making 50 an hour in LA. That's not possible here. It's like, duh. Yeah, we know that's not possible, but you can still be one of the top drivers in your market, right? Like Chris is getting offers for 28 an hour, right? Um, You know, driving midnight. That's like, you know, maybe the average, I I, I guess that's not a guarantee. They're just sort of like teasing you with that, right? But whatever they're saying, it's like, I'm assuming they're saying that's what the average driver is making during that time. So, you know, there's a lot of variability, right? So like you, if you're an average driver, uh, we did this, um, this study, I interviewed this professor who studied like actual Uber driving data in Seattle. And you know what the top drivers were making before the pandemic? $40 an hour. And the bottom drivers were making $8 an hour. So like the bottom 5%, top 5% (laughs) was like a 5x difference, right? So it sort of shows you like, you know, if you're doing a really shitty job, you're not going to make any money. And if you're doing a really good job, you can literally be like five to six X someone yeah. right next to you. But that's like any, any job. other job, right? Any other well, job, right? I don't I mean, think it's like any no, other job. No, actually, right. right. Yeah. If you, like if McDonald's, you, Starbucks, you flip burgers, you flip burgers. Yeah. If you yeah, flip burgers at McDonald's, like you're all paid the same on day one, you might get promoted faster or you might get a buck more per hour. Right. But that's the thing that I like about the gig economy. It's like, you know, obviously they play a lot of games and stuff with the pricing and all that. But if right. you sort of know what you're doing and, you know, don't mind playing all those games you can definitely do better than you know the average right. person all right dave the uber slave is typing his fingers off hey dave how are you buddy yeah what's up dave? Uh, good to see dave here all right <clears throat> so he says um you guys need to talk more about the algorithms that uh absolutely mess with the drivers um uh, dave there was an article on bloomberg last weekend actually if you go read that it all talks about the gamification how the algorithms are you know, pretty much ruling everything we talked about on episode six. Uh, you can go watch that, but um, that's very true. Algorithms are there. They're going to be there. They're in everything, in every daily life. So, you know, uh, you have to go with the flow. It is what it is. Um, what else? Let's see. There was I one see a good question, question here yeah. from Nauman. Why don't you put this one on the screen, Chris? He says, Harry, I say this with respect to the all the panel. Why do you guys keep referring to per hour pay? So... I think that's a good question because obviously most jobs, people are paid hourly, right? You go work at McDonald's, it's like, here's how much you're paid per hour. If you go to more of a salary job, like when I used to work at Boeing, it was an annual salary, but you're still kind of expected to work 40 hours per week. So you can kind of back calculate your pay. But I do agree, like when you get into more of like a salary job, you think of it more as like a salary and less of a per hour. But, you know, in like frontline work, service work, it's usually thought of on a per hour basis. Sergio, why do you think about your pay per hour? And then- I, I don't think it per hour, honestly. Uh, the only mm-hmm. reason I, I have I've written an article a couple of months ago about my profitability matrix, mm-hmm. which are which are fourfold, right? I have to hit all four if I'm going to go out and drive. It's not going to be just one. So a lot of people look at the online hours or active hours, which Uber displays on the driver app. To me, that's bogus, honestly, because you know you left the house at. A, to me, the most honest way of looking at your earnings is. What time did you leave your garage and what time did you return to your garage? To me, that's the most honest one. And the second best one that's going to tell you if you're a successful driver or not, besides, you know, when you left your house and when you came back home, is how many miles you drove and how much money you might you made per mile. I mean, if you're if you're making buck a mile, I think it's pretty low. If you're but if you're doing certain strategies, taking advantage of the incentives and you're about two bucks and above with these gas prices today, I think you're doing okay. So to me, I look at all four. When I finish my shift for a week, I'll put them all on a spreadsheet and I say, 
I hit this number. I hit, I didn't hit that number. Hey, that's confusing. Say that all over again. Really <clears throat> okay. Well, I mean, to me, four <laughs> things. You look at four things. Quickly. Online One. hour, Online active hours. hour, door to door, and dollars per mile. Dollars per mile. Okay. Well, I think that I like that. I mean, I think you have to have some. So I think what actually a lot of drivers do is sort of what Nelman was saying. He's saying, you know, I set a goal of a hundred bucks. I need to make a hundred dollars because I've got bills to pay and it's pretty easy. It's like, you know, I go make a hundred, I can cash that out and boom. Right. And honestly, I think that's the easiest method. And that's what a, maybe half of drivers do, right? Because it's so easy. But like you said, it doesn't really take into account your expenses. You know, gas might be somewhat easy to take into account because it's like you got to go pay for gas. So it's like, all right, yeah. I got to make 100 minus half a tank of gas, right? So it's somewhat simple, but it doesn't take into account your expenses. And then what you and I, Sergio, both care about a lot is the efficiency. It doesn't care about, you know, that thinking like that doesn't care about your efficiency. So the reason why I like to think about it in a per hour manner and why I've always done it this way is because of that efficiency, it takes into account efficiency cost, you know, like your earnings per mile, I think is probably another really popular way of doing it. Because again, that takes into account your efficiency. So I guess what I would say is whatever metric you use, you have to be thinking about your efficiency, right? So this would be period one, even period two, period yep. three, right? Like you only make money when a passenger is in your car and wheels are moving. So Absolutely. anytime that's not happening, you want to minimize that. And anytime you've got a car, passenger in your car and you're moving, you want to maximize that. That's kind of really what it boils Absolutely. down to, basically. One thing I'd push back on, Sergio, though, you said you count from the time you leave your door till you get home, mm -hmm. which I think is fair. But for a lot of drivers, right, they can't afford to live in the areas where they drive, right? Like in LA, West Hollywood, Santa Monica, you know, where all the action is, right? It's like the most expensive parts, you know, multi-million dollar houses, right? So a lot of people live in the valley, down south, out in the inland empire, right? So I do. what if I you live had in a the valley? I live in the valley. That's what I'm saying, right? Though, right? I'm like 32 miles from LAX. So That's I'm what I'm saying. Exactly a lot of yeah, I'm not exactly a lot in the of, hot zone, you know? Right. A lot of a lot of the big cities are like that, right? Yeah. And, you know, people can't afford to live in them where all the action is. Yeah. And so if you didn't drive for Uber, though, and you had a different job, a lot of the times your job would be in the city. If you were like, let's say flipping burgers for McDonald's, right? Yeah. Or maybe that's not the best example, but like, oh, I agree. You know, some, I agree. like you would have to drive into the city. So like, I think you can count it, but I also see it as like a little bit of a bonus. Like if you can monetize that time into the city and back out of the city, that's yeah. kind of like, you would normally have to drive that empty, right? Like if you that's, worked a normal job in the city and that's usually how it works. Like people live far the, away, work in the city. Yeah. So that would be the only thing that it's like, but I get counting the it, come but in, like, don't count it against you too much. <laughs> that's when the four DFs come in. That's right. when the four DFs come in. I mean, you got four, two on Lyft, two on, you know, Uber. You got to, you know, use the two Ubers in the city and then the Lyfts, you know, maybe to get home or whatever. But that's what I do. I do schedule rides. I take advantage pretty much everything what they're offering me to get out of the hole that I'm in. I'm in yeah. the valley. There aren't too many rides going to Santa Monica. Okay, how do I get to Santa Monica? Have a strategy and apply it. So, and Newman says, the guy that asked the same question, because I, I have been in LA market over five years. There you go. Exactly what you said. I only look at my goal and not coming home until I hit my goal. Well, yeah. you can't drive like that. You drive like that. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm glad you're persistent, but I, I don't think you could be a top driver doing that because that's what actually Uber and Lyft want you to do. Yeah, set your goal in your app. When it hits, we'll give you a little bell. And I'm like, no, man. But, you know, you're in it for you. 
You're not, I mean, I always say this and it gets pushed back. I'm in it for me. I'm not in it for the passenger. I'm not in it for Uber. I'm not in it for Lyft. I'm not in it for anybody. I'm just trying to make the most amount of money in the least amount of time, period. You got to have that kind of a callous attitude. And yeah. that's me. Some people may be different. I don't know. Sounds good. Okay. So let's see. Got a question. Granada Hills is also a prime location to start because you're going to get a trip. Uh, not necessarily. What if they send you to uh, Lancaster, buddy? Not always, you know, not 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 exactly, but but you know what? I got to give Lyft credit on this one, one and only credit that they deserve uh, as an app. Uh, <laughs> I love their schedule rides. I love yeah. Lyft's schedule rides. Nothing like Uber's. Uber's trying garbage. Lyft's is so much superior to Uber's. It's not even funny. You know, yeah. I've never had a cancellation. A lot of people go to LAX. They put that schedule right in. Boom! It puts me at five thirty a.m. at LAX. No traffic. How do you 30... uh, how do you get the schedule ride, Sergio? Are you sort of constantly refreshing the? Yeah, the just scroll, you know, TikTok style. <laughs> you know, TikTok, yeah. swipe, swipe, swipe. Oh, look at this guy. This going to LAX. But I mean, like how? Like literally, tactically, like how often are you doing it? You know, every time, every day? time I'm driving. Like tomorrow morning, exact. I already have my ride picked up at five fourteen. Well, well, that's what so. I'm saying. So when did you get it? How did you get it? So you've got a ride to start. The uh, day I got tomorrow. it like at 9 a.m. today. 9 a.m. today. So you yep. log, you wake up, you log on to the lift, or you, you pop open the Lyft app and yep. check it, what, once or twice every morning? Or are you checking like No, I don't times? check it. Usually the day before. I usually do it the day before, day before because a lot of people schedule their rides if they're going to LAX the day before. Mm. And uh, I, I put it in my, you know, on the right side of the scheduled ride. I mean, people know if they know the Lyft app. You just reserve that ride for yourself. Very rarely they will get canceled. Yeah. If they get if they cancel, there's a fee to cancel it too. I want to say they got rid of that. They got rid of that. Yeah. So, but but to me, you know, if I had done a hundred of them, ninety six maybe happened, and it puts me right at Santa Monica at six o'clock. LAX is not busy. I take my cup of coffee, go up to you know Santa Monica, three four mile ride, and six thirty seven Uber surge will start, and then here we go. And then yeah. we'll do our thing and then hit the Uber search and then go home. That's it. Yeah. So, nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we're going to have to do tomorrow. In fact, I'm having lunch with WeZoom tomorrow. So WeZoom, that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'll show you my earnings. We'll compare our <laughs> earnings tomorrow. How about that? Rideshare King says, sorry, but I don't like Lyft except their scheduled rides. So it yes. seems like that's a recurring theme. Uh, not a lot of people like Lyft except for... <laughs> The scheduled ride. So, so you know what? Let's ask. Let's ask here a question. How do you? How do? You, how do you think Lyft is still surviving? How do I think Lyft is still surviving? Whether being I a think, big pony. Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, theoretically, right? You would expect, like, hey, if Uber's busier and they can pay drivers more, and it's a better experience for passengers over time, you know, that like more and more people would gravitate towards Uber, and Lyft would eventually go to zero. But that really hasn't happened. I think for one, because they were sort of propped up by investor money for a long time, and you know, so they're able to subsidize and sort of mm-hmm. make up for that deficit. Uh, but I do think that, like, I think what's sort of happening now is, though, even though Lyft, you know, their wait times are up. Up, the mm-hmm. you know the pay like drivers aren't as busy with Lyft they don't make as much money with Lyft you know I saw some interesting charts that we'll probably share soon around this but uh, 
really like kind of what it boils down to is a lot of people like for drivers, it's easy to sign up for Uber. It's also easy to sign up for Lyft, right? Literally, mm -hmm. you know, like you can go use our friends at a rideshare mechanic and it's like 20, 30 bucks for an Uber inspection. And it's like $5 more to do a Lyft inspection. You know what I mean? Yep. It's like very easy to add Lyft on. So think about all these drivers that are driving for Uber. And then, you know, you read my book and like one of the top things I say is like, make sure you're working for both Uber and Lyft. You never know. You could get deactivated by Uber. And, you know, even though it might be busy in LA, like Sergio, you just said, right? You had a time where you flipped on the uber app you went 70 minutes without a ride yep. at what point five 10 20 minutes in you're like ah might as well turn the lift app on while i'm just sitting here right it's like not that hard if you know even if uber <laughs> is super busy there are times yeah. where it's going to be slow no matter what city you're in you pop on the lift app and the same thing on the customer side right yeah. like most people might default to uber but it's like hey let me check and see what lift is at right now like if the ride is 40 bucks on uber maybe it's cheaper on lift and a lot of times those differences are pretty huge for no rhyme or reason. Uh, yep. I heard this interview with an, a former Uber exec the other day, and he he had a theory that actually Lyft um, underestimates the ETAs because they know they sort of have like a shittier network, right? So it's like they know if you call a ride on Lyft, it'll take longer. So they underestimate it by three minutes. So if you're a passenger, yep. you call a Lyft ride, it's like, hey, I'm 12 minutes away. It's actually 15 minutes away. Yep. But you know, what's, you know, it's hard once mm -hmm. you're eight minutes into the ride, you literally yeah. can't cancel. You get hit with a $5 fee. So I think that like, and then just people are loyal to Lyft. You know, maybe they had a good experience with Lyft or they had a bad experience with Uber and they switched over. So, you know, one thing I hear from drivers a lot is like, oh man, uh, you know, Uber took 80% on this ride or 60% yeah. or I had a bad customer experience on Uber. I'm going to go drive for Lyft. And I'm like, dude, mm. Lyft is the same company. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. you can do that. Right. But I do think like one experience can turn people off of Uber and maybe they just got a little unlucky and now they go, you know, they default to Lyft now. So I think that's why they're around. Uh, they're not catching up to Uber anytime soon, but you know, I think they will be like a good secondary option going forward. I don't, I don't see any reason why they disappear in the future. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. I, I yeah. think, even, I, even I mean, for that's me, fair. yeah, yeah, and even for me, like my ride count, I have four times the amount of rides on Uber versus Lyft, just because you know it's so much busier on that. Plus, with the stacked rides, where they continue to to get you in the queue before the ride's over, so you already have your next ride lined up. You know, for the longest yeah. time, Lyft didn't have that. And then the other thing too is uh, when it came to like accepting, you know, my my acceptance is much different on Lyft versus Uber because of the whole big thing with rerouting i hated doing that so mm. i tightened up how far i'll i'm willing to drive to go pick somebody up when it comes to lyft versus uber because of that whole rerouting thing i don't want to go back just where i came from when i could have just sat there for another two minutes and gotten that ride you mean when they switch out half the when distance. they switch yeah. out a, a passenger for like a closer passenger or whatever what is Sometimes that feature? further passenger yeah. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, any way I look at it, Lyft, Lyft app is definitely, you know, Uber is definitely superior every which way to to Lyft app. So from usage to navigation, yeah. tighten the navigation every which way. I mean, come on now. I mean, it's like there's not even a doubt. But then you know, there are guys that like love Lyft because they had a bad experience with Uber corporate or whatever. You know, it is what it is. I mean, but you definitely have to have to do both because there's weeks that uber will miss you mm -hmm. send you some decent incentives there's weeks that lyft will miss you some send you some incentives take advantage of those play them against each I mean, other 
I even tell people like, obviously, you know, you should be driving for both Uber and Lyft from a diversification point of view, but even adding one delivery service, like an Uber Eats or, you know, DoorDash, right? Because you really like, I get all these stories from drivers, like, boom, get into an accident, especially right now. It's like 20 day claims process part isn't there for their car. And it's like, in the meantime, they can't, they don't have any options to rent a vehicle for Uber and Lyft in their area, maybe. And it's like, man, if you got to make money, like having delivery in your back pocket is better than nothing. You can use a friend's car. You can deliver on an e-bike. You can deliver with a busted up car, to be honest, right? Um, but you can't get a busted up car back on Uber and Lyft until it's fixed usually. So, you know, just sort of, you know, preparing, you know, like simple things. Like it takes five minutes to apply to drive with DoorDash and get approved. So it's like just having that ready so that if you do need it, you can use it. Yeah, I don't think, I, but I don't think any of these companies like DoorDash, I think there's a waiting list on DoorDash now. Um, uh, I don't think so. In the major no? cities, you can sign up for yeah, DoorDash. I mean, do you, okay, so yeah, we should segue into this one. So, you know, at the current state of the, of things that are here, do you, what happens? I mean, gas is, I literally, I paid seven bucks a gallon yeah. of gas today. And you said, gas is going that, back up. So, you know, we could, um, you know, after this, we'll hit the, the polls that we did. But um, so at seven bucks a gallon, even for me now, it's getting ridiculous because I'm like, come on, that's taking a big chunk out of your earnings. Do what you know, you sent me that email yesterday. So it goes, what can we do? What can Uber and Lyft at the moment, this second can do outside? You know what the answer is for 98% of the drivers, raise rates, right? Yeah. So I tweeted this this thing today, you know, but you probably saw it. And you know, I, I went to with the rates from 2013 on Uber X all the way mm-hmm. to 2022 now, right? So okay, obviously the first one was high because you know they're trying to get drivers on board. No big deal. But then the rates have been the same for UberX, 60 cents a mile, 21 cents a minute in LA since 2019, right? And everything that we pay for to maintain our car, right, is up at least 50, 80, 100%, including gas. So what what do you think they could do other than that lousy 55 cents uh, gas surcharge? 60 cents a mile, 21 cents a minute, summer slowdown, no surge, incentives are being cut, which you'll see in the next screenshots now. To me, it's like it's, it's, you can't make money at sixty twenty one. You just can't. Yeah, I mean, I think that like people get a little caught up on the per mile and per minute rate. I get it, right? It's like not great to see. Yeah, like you tweeted out in twenty thirteen. You know, drivers were making two twenty five, then went down to one ten, then ninety, then sixty, and twenty one. Right. So it's like obviously, yeah. if you look at the per mile and per minute, and I think probably rightfully so. Like drivers were making less and less money uh, during the pandemic, though. I think that's sort of been or has definitely been reversed. You know, with drivers yeah. like making more over the past two years, and also really like these companies are pretty. Uh, I I mean, I guess I'll say smart, but also like a little devious, right? Like they've lowered the per mile and per minute and increased the bonus pay, right? And what that allows them to do is have more control over when and where you drive. You know, we talked about the pick your offer, right? If they know exactly Mm -hmm. how many trips you're going to like if you're a company, like, wouldn't you want the best of both worlds? It's like, Hey, we can pay them a low per mile and per minute, and we can make it up with a bonus. So we know exactly like how many trips they're going to do this week, for example, right. Versus like, you know, Sergio, it's like, Oh, maybe I'll, you know, if I don't have this pick your offer, it's like, Oh, maybe I'll quit after 20 trips this week. Right. So it's like, you I I think like it, I'm not saying I like it, but I'm saying I totally understand why the companies do it because they can get away with it. They can basically pay drivers less in base and make it up with bonuses. That's, and that's why I think if you really ha- understand, like, like you said, Sergio, the companies are not looking out for you. You got to look out for yourself. No one cares exactly. more about your money than you do. Yeah. So if you sort of understand, like the companies are looking to pay you as little as possible and yeah. then make up the difference with bonuses, 
so that they can tell you when to drive, where to drive. And it's not like, that's just the reality. That's just what yep. they're doing. So if you kind of understand that you're like, okay, well, I'll let me take advantage of those bonuses as much as I can. Like I would prefer yep. to have, yeah, $1, $2 per mile, you know, and just drive, take every request that I get and not have to worry about it. But I mean, the reality is that's not the way it is. So, you know, yep. we can bitch about it, but uh, you know, uh, that, that's kind of how it is. I don't really see that changing anytime but soon. But with, so. with the variability you have with the bonuses, right? It's a variable thing. I mean, one yep. week you get uh, 50 rides yep. for 200 bucks next week, you know, they, whatever they do. So the only thing that's that's a given or a fixed number is a mile and minute rate, right? Because that's what we have. I mean, if, yeah. if I was not in LA, there was no surge and there was no incentives and I'm just driving for 6021, which uh, pretty much the whole country is about that level, right? Yep. 60, 70, whatever. Honestly, right? you can't make more than 20 bucks an hour. You can't. And yep. plus... Plus, with the oversaturation, certain cities, I mean, people complain about. All right. Well, so then you know, to answer so. your question, I mean, I guess there's two parts. What can there's they one, do? I mean, could they, could they add like companies yeah. do? I mean, yeah. we could talk about that briefly if you want. Like, I'm not holding yeah. my breath, I guess I would say, right? Like, obviously, Me neither. They Me had neither. <laughs> the fuel surcharge. And, you know, frankly, like, if you're above 25 miles per gallon, you're probably making more with that fuel surcharge than you were in the past, right? If you kind of run the math. And, yeah. um, you know, so there's the fuel surcharge. But I mean, like, really, like, obviously, the number one, they can pay drivers more, but that's the last thing they want to do because then they charge customers more and, you know, they're going to do fewer rides. I mean, I think probably what Uber and Lyft are going to do is like focus more on retention and loyalty. So if you're a top driver, it's like, okay, obviously drivers want to be paid more. That's not what the companies want to do. What else can we give you? We can give you faster pay instead of, you know, being able to cash out instantly for 50 cents, sign up for our debit card. It's now free instead of after, you know, whenever you want, how about after every trip, we send you your money instantly, right? For no fees, right? You know, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I'm just telling you, this is what the companies are going to be doing, right? Over time. When you, if you're a top driver, when you call into customer service, you get priority support, you get a top agent, you don't have to wait, right? There's like stuff like that, that they're probably going to be doing. I think really more the question is, what should an individual driver be doing? I saw Dave, the Uber slave, he mentioned a comment, I like what the ride pressure professors uh, I like what the rideshare professor professor says about private clientele and building it, building it because that's something we know that all drivers, you know, or many drivers do do this, right? Like you get an airport client, Sergio, they love you and they have a great experience. You're on time. It's not that hard. Like, hey, I go to the airport every Monday at 5 a.m. Do you want to take me? And you're like, yeah, sure. Lyft normally charges me 75 bucks. I'll do it for 65. I make more. You pay less you know, pay me in credit card, Venmo me. It's not really that hard to set that up. Technically, that's an illegal ride. But, uh, you know, the oh. obviously many drivers do it and the odds of getting caught are very low. So the risk is very low in that type of situation. You you pick someone up right outside of LAX, that might be a sting operation, right? <laughs> but, uh, you know, you get a Lyft passenger at 5 a.m. and then schedule a ride for the following week at 5 a.m. No government employee is getting up at 5 a.m. the next yeah. Monday to sting you. I can guarantee that. Right? 100%, so. yeah. No, I mean, you can poach customers, do all that stuff, but... You got to take certain amount of risks. You know, you don't have commercial insurance. You're, I mean, you're driving yeah. somebody to the airport. Yeah, I don't know. That's good. You have to be really careful poaching customers. I mean, it's it's not that easy. Um, yeah. So yeah, but, yeah. So there's nothing they can do, right? So we're gonna the drivers are gonna complain about low pay, and they're gonna keep. Doing well, I guess that's doing. where I disagree. I don't think there's nothing they can do. I mean, I think that like depending on you know, obviously you can sort of be a top driver. You can kind of study. You can sort of you know, if you're a top driver in your city and you feel still feel like you're not making enough, then that's like someone who I would take as a valid complaint. But I feel like a lot of drivers they just complain to complain. Um, you know, so it's sort of like hey 
if you're kind of doing everything you're doing, right? Have you tried building private clients? You know, have yeah. you gone that route? And if you've tried it and you failed, all right, then I take, you know, I give you a little bit more credit than someone who hasn't like exhausted a lot of these uh, different avenues. I mean, that's the thing, you know, a lot of people, it's like, hey, you're running a business. Running a business is tough, <laughs> you um, know? Absolutely, yeah. You gotta all treat right. it like that. What's next, Chris? Well, just, I think it's the, the next thing is what new game can they create? To try to, to get drivers on the platform more or to make it appeasing to drivers as what you had, had mentioned earlier harry and then you know even going last week when we were talking about the article that you did sergio um, it's just, all it is, is essentially just the gamification of the apps and so what can they do to gamify the game even more um yeah. to, to do these things without having to raise rates like earn yeah. points okay i don't want to earn points i want to earn money but um and then it's like are these things actually going to be good like the like what lyft has for their um their rewards program yeah you can earn points but is it going to actually be worth it for you as a driver specifically or is it going to be something else that you just don't really care about and you're looking at something else to try to make that money then yeah i mean i, I think that the gamification is there it's been there from the first day it's just gotten better that's all <laughs> oh yeah. and it's going to be there i mean <laughs> You know. Well, I see uh, a couple comments here from uh, David. He says, come on, Harry. Uh, I did $6,000 three weeks working for Lyft. Never made that kind of money on Uber. Adolphus Jeffries, he says, uh, he's in San Diego. He says, Lyft is the preferred platform in San Diego. 90% are always on the Lyft Lux lane versus Uber Select. My pay is always off on Uber. I hate when Uber asks to verify my account to stay online. Uh, so I see a couple people saying that Lyft is actually better for them. And uh, David also says it's because Uber keeps firing drivers and they go to Lyft. And I think that's actually, that's fair. I mean, I think especially before the pandemic, I would always hear from drivers. We, I mean, we even did an article, I think we titled it like, I'm a full-time Lyft driver in Denver. And because we were just trying to highlight the fact that like, hey, you can make Lyft work in a lot of markets, right? Like I think Uber is the more reliable option. You'll stay busier across the board, but that doesn't mean Lyft is like a total joke, right? Like some drivers have been able to make Lyft work. And that's sort of why it's like so nice. It's like, you got Uber, you got Lyft, try both and see what works yeah. for you where you can make the money. Yeah, I mean, that's good money, Dave, uh, six grand. I mean, but then, you know, in our business, we have a saying screenshot or it never happened. So <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah, no, that does sound good. a little too good to be true. Six yeah, grand in, in three know. weeks on Lyft uh, from David. Oh. So David, feel free, send me an email right now, yeah. harry at the rideshareguy.com, or you can yeah. tweet me at the rideshare guy and we'll post it up on the on the screen right now. All right. I mean, that's still 2K a week. So it's, it's not like it's not doable. It's doable. It's I doable. mean, it's definitely, yeah, no, it's definitely doable. Um, yeah. But uh, that's, that's 60 hours, though. So <laughs> it's doable. <laughs> it's doable. Everything is doable. You know, you can even make 100 grand a year doing right share. Yeah. We did the article. A lot of people yep. came through, came forward. They said, you know, they pounded the table like 120, 110. One guy, remember, Chris, it was like four weeks ago, 140K. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Did we do it. Did we oh, do a snippet crazy. on that? That's a good little snippet, Chris. Uh, you make probably coming as an Uber driver oh, video. So should yeah, be coming. That's, working that, on still. <laughs> that's a, that's a good title. Coming. So should I, we do uh, our, our watchmakers? The the polls that we put up. Sure. Yeah, let's do it. Oh yeah. Um, All right. So that's the first poll right there. Right. You explain it. You explain <laughs> that one, Chris. 
All right, hold on. I just got to uh, I got to open it up on my bigger screen. Would you take three forty-five? Oh. Hell no. <laughs> Would you take three hundred forty-five rides for four thousand three hundred eighty and pick your guarantee offer? So this is this. I mean, I feel like Uber launched this pick your guarantee. Oh, there it is, Chris. Pick your offer. Like they had this a while ago, and I didn't see it for a while, and then I've been seeing it more lately. What have you seen, Sergio? As far as like this type of offer, I have never gotten anything like this. Oh, really? Uh, so ever, this is ever. also kind of similar. So if you're a new driver for Uber, this is what they call the earnings guarantee. So if you go to sign up for Uber now, instead of them giving you a bonus, they give you an offer like this. So it'll yes. say, we'll guarantee you, you know, whatever, $4,000 after 300 trips in your first month. So it's sort of similar to that yeah. earnings guarantee offer. But let's, so let's do the math. 4380 divided by 35. What is that? That's a lot of $12.70 per ride. So not a lot. No, no. You know what? If, if they see, if I wanted to do something, yeah, for LA, no, if I wanted to do something like this, first of all, I wouldn't attempt it now because all the colleges are on vacation. I would Mm -hmm. go park at UCLA, USC, knock out hundred, I don't know, 120 to 140 rides every week. And then I'll probably end up only making 2,500 bucks, all minimum rides, but then I'll pocket their money and then go home. But otherwise, yeah, I mean, Rideshare King says that's not bad. He's in San Diego, $12 per ride, and that's guaranteed. I mean, you no. got, you know, you got uh, 18 bucks in a, uh, a trip, didn't you? And yep. that's right. 1802. So, I mean, it's only, you know, and you're a top driver, right? So, I mean, that's 33% higher. So, I mean, I guess I'm kind of, I don't know, I, I might be, Rideshare King might be convincing me. I mean, $12, it's a lot of trips. I guess that's the, the big thing, right? You have to be ready to do. I mean, it says right there, 46 hours per week, right? So it's like, you got to be ready to do a lot of trips. But I mean, it's basically, a, you know, what's the minimum fare in uh, LA right now, Sergio, after all of Uber's fees and everything? Three bucks. Three, so this is a $12 minimum. Yeah, this is $12 minimum. Right? Yes, no, no I, I, that's fine. But uh, 345 trips. So what is that? That's like 90 trips, 85 trips a week, right? I mean, it's doable. Math, you can huh? do it. No, no, it's about that. And then about 10, 11 trips a day. Per week. Yeah, so it's about 10, 11 trips a day. That's not that bad. You can yeah, do that. It's definitely, I mean, but I mean, know. I guess my point is you got to be ready to drive full time. Yes. But at least I would say probably like 45 to 50 hours, you know, just in case you Easy. can't hit it. And then you mentioned something though, Sergio. I mean, we've got a whole article on these guaranteed earnings and basically any type of trip based bonus like this, yeah. where you're incentivized to do as many trips as in as little time as possible. The strategy, as you mentioned, Sergio, you want to do a lot of short trips. So how do you get that done? 100%. Well, you just, um, in LA, we're lucky. We have a bunch of colleges, major colleges with 40, 50,000 students. Um, and they love going from, you know, uh, sorority to sorority to fraternity or parties or whatever it is. You just park yourself next to UCLA or USC and boom, you got all the shorty after yeah. shorty. Once in a while, the algorithm will mess with you, send you like to LAX or some shit. But yep. then it's like that, that'll be okay. You just decline that one. Um, and on Lyft, actually, this is easier to do because Lyft, I think, now is the designated uh, rideshare company for USC. But UCLA, they love they love Uber. I mean, yeah. and, so and colleges are a good spot for those yeah, short trips. Are good. Yeah, all, 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 you can do this all day long. Yeah, but bars, Bar yes, yeah. yeah. But I mean, look, yes, this is no. this is a lot of work. It's I I don't know, forty six hours. I- 
you know, it, like, but I guess uh, my point is like, if you're going to do a trip based bonus, right, you don't have to use this exact strategy, but right, again, right, 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 we right. talked earlier, it's like, all right, if you're trying to make the most amount of money, you want to be period three, you want someone in the car and yep. you want wheels moving. If you're doing a trip based bonus, you kind of want not the opposite, but you want as many trips as possible, right? So you want as many short yep. trips. So it's like, Absolutely. however you get that, like, think about that, right? If you get an hour long trip, it's like, uh, decline this one, right? Uh, yep. You know what I mean? It's sort of like, all right, like just kind of, you can't decline every trip, but you know, you can decline the last uh, three out of 10, right? And still see the destination in California right. or the cities where they're, the 20 cities where they're piloting yep. that. So I think just understanding the the strategy is sort of where I would um, focus. So, but that's why I'm not getting this because they know I would knock out 345 rides in two weeks and then I'll take their money. <laughs> that's why they'll yeah. send this to a newbie and go like, oh, $4,400. Just let me go. Yeah. And then I'll send uh, you all over the place. <laughs> So I guess the vote is I'm kind of on the fence for this offer. No offense. Uh, yes or no, Harry. No offense on show me the money. I, okay. There's then no I would things. say no. no. I would say no because I don't want to do it full time. If it was like a part time, if it was like that divided by two, I would do it. But if it's a full time thing, I wouldn't do it. That's so for I would one say month. No. For one month. You do it. You that's a long money. time, man. That's a big <laughs> commitment, right? Like, you know, that's what I'm saying, yeah. right? Like, you got to be selfish, right? That, yeah, think about how valuable that, that is to Uber. Think about how valuable that is to Uber. They know that a driver is going to do 345 trips. Like, man, that's really helped them with their planning and forecasting and Absolutely. all that. So I would say no. no. Uh, I see this comment real quick here that I think is kind of funny. Uh, Bulent says, do you know this guy, Bulent Yildrim? He says, typical Harry, oh. sugarcoating, defending Uber. What a sold out guy and his channel. All drivers are stupid and crying babies. Where is that? So wait a minute, wait a minute. You know what? He's Turkish. Hold on a second. Do you know you know is he one of your students? No, he's not one of my students. <laughs> you wouldn't be saying that if he was one of my students. <laughs> I don't actually know what, what part I'm okay, defending I'm, Uber. I'm going to speak, I'm gonna speak this... some Turkish now. Bülent abi, bana bir telefon aç. email yap, tamam mı? So that was Turkish. You know, his name is definitely Turkish. Maybe he's Turkish. But if you're in LA, Bülent, my email, Sergio at com. I just, well, it's just funny, email. right? Because I'm like, I always, I actually like, you know, I, I'm literally on Twitter to argue with people. And like, the arguments are always so weak. It's like, Harry, you're sold out. But also at the same time, drivers are also stupid and crying babies. I'm like, what's the argue? You know, what are, what's the criticism? So that's nothing for me to say to that. The drivers so hopefully, are stupid and crying babies. I don't hopefully, know. Hopefully, Belent can come back with a, a little uh, uh, more I'm pointed. I'm not stupid or I'm crying, Belent. <laughs> a little so, more pointed okay. criticism. I'm happy yeah. to. To, to talk man no, we, I mean, you know we zoom is that who you're having lunch with it, yes it says sir 150 trips per month so tesla y nice work there tesla y harry he drives a tesla y oh really nice. yes he does Oh, nice. uh, I, we should he, ask him. Uh, I just took uh, as a passenger. I just took my first uh, comfort electric ride, and it's a lot of Model Threes. Uh, and you can actually make so the Uber charges the passenger about fifty percent more. So like a twenty dollars Uber X ride was thirty on Comfort Electric instead of Uber X. So you know, as a driver, you might get you know whatever sixty seventy percent of that. We already argued about the commission, but you know, so you get like a forty fifty percent bump. And and you know, a Tesla Model Y, like the upfront cost is not fifty percent more. So if you can make those electrics work uh i definitely uh you know like it yeah so as billy three 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 six five i like you harry <laughs> wow harry <laughs> Somebody likes you. i like you too harry but it's, you know, uh, i like you harry but you do too much co-signing for uber what does that mean uh does that mean like you refer a lot of drivers is that what that means 
Um, I mean, I'm guessing that uh, that guess means that you means. must be getting paid by Uber, Harry, which is kind of funny. So, yeah. you know, okay, like let's Uber, that one because, you know. all Uber drivers getting paid by Uber. <laughs> yeah, all Uber drivers <laughs> are getting paid by Uber, but I'm assuming they're yeah. referring to referring new drivers, which is funny because, you know, in the first few years, you could make a lot of money referring drivers. And I actually think that we, you know, we definitely promoted it and we were like, hey, go sign up for Uber. Like, it'd be kind of stupid to build a business where you're telling people not to drive for Uber. So definitely, if you come to me and ask me if you should drive for Uber, I do think it's a great um, job. You know, I'm, I'm not afraid to highlight that there's negatives and positives. You know, I think the positives outweigh the negatives. Like, um, you know, every job has negatives though right and actually signing up new uber drivers is a i don't even think we actually probably uber paid us i would say less than five percent of our total revenue is money that we've gotten from uber directly so that might be that, signing really. up new drivers <laughs> that might be you know we did a campaign with uber right like i literally yeah. did a video with one of uber's execs because i mean for me you know there's certain things where it's like hey I don't, I wouldn't necessarily like go out and promote like, Hey, Uber is talking about, you know, they're improving all their first week, first day, you know, experience for drivers. It's like, okay, that's, you know, I think it's better than nothing. It's not something I would go out of my way to highlight, but if they come to me and they're like, Hey, we want to pay you to talk about this topic. I'm like, Oh, is that a good thing or a bad thing for drivers? Right. I would say it's a good thing. It's not something that I was like, wow, drivers got to have this, right. It's like, Hey, that is a good thing though. So for me, you know, I see it as, you know, easy, easy to promote. And it's like, Hey, obviously I'm running a business here. So got to make money, but I definitely would, uh, you know, caveat it with that. Like for me, my overall outlook, I'm definitely an optimist. Like I think the positives outweigh the negatives of driving for Uber and Lyft. I don't shy away from that for sure. Yeah. I agree with you there because Lane, last week that came up again, you know, look, uh, you know, me, you know how we met, you know, everybody knows, well, most people know our story, history to me. It's like, why don't, this is a, why this don't is you a give business, a quick man. story? Quick. Oh, quick story. Okay. Quick story. <laughs> Harry used Harry used to, you know, had on this blog they used to write these stories. I would call them an Uber shill and constantly pound the <laughs> constantly pound every comment or every story that he put up. You know, but then you know, I would back it up. I mean, I'm I'm not talking crap. And and um so one day he emails me on the side, he goes, Man, you know, <laughs> this is this is not gonna work out well. You know, let's have lunch, talk about stuff. And I'm like, yeah, let's go do it. And then, you know, he offered me to write for RSG without putting the muzzle on me, which was awesome. And I appreciate everything he's done so far for me personally and get my voice out because, look, I'm a driver's advocate, people. I don't care who says what. So to me, every job has its positives and negatives. You know, I used to be a lot more negative. And since the pandemic, I've become a lot more positive. You notice that, Harry? <laughs> and I, I'm like... This is you positive? This is positive. <laughs> positive. This is as positive as you're going to get, right? I even well, said, I, mean, I, I see Billy with this comment. I like this. Feel free to put this one on the screen. He says, co-signing means that you support Uber too much. But with that said, we love and support your channel, especially this new podcast with these two gentlemen. I mean, I think one well, of the reasons you. why I like having multiple contributors is because every person is different. I think that's totally fair. Like for me, like, yeah, I'm trying to make money. I'm not going to lie, right? Like I think just like a lot of drivers, the business, like, man. You know, my business <laughs> is to make money. So if Uber comes to me and they're like, hey, we want to pay you to talk about this. Like, you know, if as long as it's not something that's like a total sell-off, at least in my mind, if, as long as it's really, I think, a positive thing for drivers, like I'm happy to work with them. And, you know, just like if, uh, you know, you hated driving for Uber and they came to you with a $500 for 10 trip bonus, you'd probably go out and do that too, right? My so wife I think did it. That like, you know, easy to criticize. Like for my me, like I, this is my business. This is how I make money and put food on my table. But at the same time, I understand there's different viewpoints. Like Sergio, you and I agree on some things, disagree 
agree on other things. And that's why I like having you part of the team. You know what I mean? You bring a different perspective, right? You're definitely one of our more grumpier contributors, right? Wouldn't you say you definitely are more skeptical really? of Uber? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, go look at your Twitter, your tweet, your tweets. Right. And so it's yeah, sort of like, wow. for me, I don't agree with everything you say, but I know that you represent a certain viewpoint that some drivers have that I don't have. So it's like, I want to include that Chris is out in Buffalo, right? That's a different perspective. Yeah. We've got female contributors. That's a different perspective. So yeah. I like this, you know, like you can never please everyone. Right. But if you do have multiple people and multiple viewpoints, right, you're going to yeah. be able to hit some people. There's some people that are, you know, kind of unreachable. Right. But, uh, beyond that, like, I think, uh, as long as everyone's a little bit mad uh i think that's a good spot to be you know like uber emails me sometimes or like we don't write we don't like this thing that you wrote or more often than not it's like we don't like this thing that sergio wrote oh really people has that happened has that happened? <laughs> yeah for sure oh yeah for sure you're on there are radar. you serious and oh, uh you know so, I get, oh my I get god commenters <laughs> you know i get commenters here like uh what was our buddy who Chris, he also said that chance, stop talking. There goes uh, my chance. he said could, could you let sergio talk please but you know blent thinks i'm a total sellout so it's like uber's no, a little i'll change his mind Lent is a little pissed at me. That's sort of how I know I'm in a good spot. When everyone's a little bit mad at you, yeah. I think you know you're doing something right. <laughs> yeah, but you know what though? Um, so so Uber did call you about some shit that I wrote, really? Uh, I mean, they don't specifically like email yeah. me like, oh, you have this, like this thing. You have this grumpy old man over wrote. There. <laughs> They, they actually, I would say Uber is actually pretty good. They like almost never email me and say like, wow, we don't like what you wrote or what you said. I think it's more like if I, you know, talk to them or meet them in person, they're like, oh man, we wish uh, we could win over Sergio or something like that, mm. you know? So it's like, well, hey, it's you know, they're listening. Okay. I'm sure they're watching, you know, sure some intern is watching right now. I was going to ask you this. Okay. What are the chances of any Uber exec coming on SMTMC? I'm sure we could get someone if we wanted. <laughs> what? Are you yeah. serious now? Okay, yeah. we're not talking DK. We're not... How about Dennis? Would Dennis come on? Uh, local, yeah, maybe he... Dennis or someone Sachin? like that. I Sachin? think Sachin, someone like that. One of the Uber execs, I'm sure we could get on. Just pencil what? it in, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're in the money, baby. <laughs> Holy crap, Harry. Come on now. If you can't make that happen, bro, that's going to be... You know what? I will be at my best behavior, period. Yeah. Well, okay, I so, mean, also, that's what I think, like, a lot of people, right? It's like, oh, you know, Dara, he's an asshole. He's this, no, he's that, no, right? No, but, no. like, well, I mean, but, like, think about it, right? Like, oh, just from, like, <laughs> if you, you know, it's easy to talk shit about people when you're yeah. not looking them in the face, right? I mean, yes. even online, right? Like, if you're meeting, like, I, you know, no driver that's like, you know, kind of like talking shit about someone online. Like once you meet someone in person, it's like, oh, wow, they're real. I mean, that's why, you know, one of the downsides of the internet, right? It's like so easy to talk shit about people you don't know, right? But I mean, I think just like, even if you don't like someone, that's totally fine. But like, I think it's still, most people would still have a respectful conversation. You could disagree with someone or how they're doing Absolutely. it. But I think most people, you know, like, especially people that I think are working for me, like I would trust anyone on my team to like interview anyone from Uber. Like they might... You know, not like certain things, but I don't expect them to sit there and be like, "Wow, you're a fucking asshole." Wow, no, I hate you. No, you know no, what no, I mean? No, no, like, no, 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 I don't expect like anyone that. to do. That. I don't like even that. think most people would do that. So no, I wouldn't do that. I respect your position. I mean, I respect who you are, but then you know, talk some reality, and then hey, it would be awesome. Come on, Harry, make this happen. Um, <laughs> on the other subject, what was the other one? Oh, um, how about we float this idea? So me and Chris, we were talking about it. Yeah. Um, we want to do actually, seriously, I think this is a great idea. And it was, it came, it was emailed to me by a driver in Chicago. He said, you know, since you guys have the capability and this platform, why don't you guys do like maybe once a month, a uh, true town hall meeting? 
pick like the first week, do like five busiest cities of Uber exists. New York, yeah. LA, San Francisco, maybe somewhere in Texas, you know, or DC, whatever, right? Yeah. And have the, you know, coming together of the minds and have them put out their frustrations and have them put out their voice out. And then the next week we'll do like some small towns because, you know, a lot of the pushback that yeah, I get, okay. Harry, a lot of the pushback I get, Harry, is, hey, you asshole, you drive in LA. I'm like, that's not my fault. Yeah. <laughs> I drive in LA. What do you want me to do? You want me to move to Idaho? I mean, it's shit. Yeah. I drive in LA. So, and then the next, like next time we'll do like small towns where people have to drive literally like 15 miles to pick somebody up. You know yeah. what I mean? So to me, I think that would be like really just the voice of voice of right chair as it is yeah. from different I minds mean, and different perspectives. This has been something that's always been challenging, right? Because like I live in, you know, I drove in Orange County. I live in LA, right? Bigger markets and there's bonuses and better earnings and all that. And it's like, honestly, like easy to find. I don't know how the hell I found Chris, but it's easy to find a lot of people in California, right? Yeah. And so, you know, there's like definitely a bit of a bias, but like, frankly, most of the rides happen in the bigger cities too. So yeah. like, that's where most of the action is. That's actually where most of the drivers are in the bigger yeah. cities. So it's like, yeah. you know, I would say a majority of our content is probably always going to be leaning into that. And I know people always complain that it's like, oh, that's isn't possible in the smaller to medium markets. But again, like, I feel like we all, we're very aware of that. And so every article we write or every video we do, we're all, I'm always telling our contributors like you, it's like, okay, what's a takeaway that someone could use? in a smaller to medium city, right? Like yep. not every city has earnings potential of LA, but almost every city has stadiums, for example, right? So it's like, hey, if we're talking about driving events and special events, it's like you might not have a 100,000 person stadium, but there are a lot of colleges out there that do have 50,000 yep. or actually some college football stadiums are bigger than pros. Massive. So it's like, yep. you might actually have that opportunities, right? There might be more limited times where you can drive and you got to take advantage of that. And so I like that idea. I mean, but also... We have done a lot of features of drivers who are doing well in small cities. And then, you know, people are like, you know, they don't have much to say. So it's like, I don't know. I kind of. No, no, but no, no. But what, what I'm saying is that, you know, when people complain about me being in L.A. and you're making this money, that money, you only talk about L.A. because that's what I know. I mean, you, what do you want me to talk about? I can't yeah. talk about, uh, you know, mm -hmm. uh, Denver. I'm not in Denver or Buffalo. Right. So to me, having East Coast, West Coast and everybody come together civilly, cordially, of course, because. Chris has the mute button. <laughs> I got the mute button. <laughs> mute button. I you know, but, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I think I think that would be awesome that everybody just voiced their opinions about. Yeah, I can I, like I can hardly idea. scratch all bucks. I, I do know? like the idea of sort of a you know monthly town hall. Maybe it's a mix of drivers from big and small cities, and yeah. sort of like every month surfacing like, hey, what are the top issues? We know drivers, you know, they want to be paid more, but it's like, wow, yeah. I'm really seeing gas prices rise right now in my area. Yeah. That's like kind of more obvious one, but you know, sort of uncovering more of these uh, less obvious ones. Yeah. So I'm definitely uh, okay. open for that idea. Maybe yeah, we're a special. SMTMC uh, monthly. So let's make it We're happen. We're going to do that. We're going to do that. Okay. What else we got? Do anything else? Is is are you in a rush, Harry? Uh, I got a few more minutes, so I can stick around okay. for maybe one more uh, question or poll or whatever you guys okay. want to cover. Oh yeah, we have the next poll. Yeah. Well, that you know. Let's do. I'll, I'll do one more poll if you guys want to keep going after. Go for it. But I got to start getting ready for my second job. My kids are coming home soon. <laughs> oh yeah. There you go. Um, uh, we had the poll. Okay, so this is my brilliant. And idea in the meantime, over... Sergio, too, I yeah. do see a question. We Zoom says, "Do you guys do rideshare guy meetups?" Which was our other idea here in oh, LA. Yeah. So yeah. I think we got to make at least one happen. Uh, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna so. have that happen. Well, actually, you know, you weren't on last week. We talked about it, and I said you all need to go get passes from your wives because it's not going to be a regular meetup. So I was like, 
yeah. and I'll, I'll do a quick uh, shout out too for I don't know if I can share links I'm on my personal account Chris but this uh, do you see when I share links Chris can you see them or no yeah we saw one I'll, I'll give a little shout out for this is this uh, event that some of the it other actually, YouTubers are you type something I can uh, I can make you a admin or uh, oh, yeah, there um, we go. Is that Pedro's? Yeah, Pedro's. Uh... Pedro's event. They're doing a little uh, gig worker conference and rideshare yeah. guy. We're actually, I just, uh, um, we're going to sponsor it and probably try to get him a couple others. So there are some meetups, some cool stuff happening. I think that one's all the way out in uh, Missouri, but, uh, you know, there, there should cool be able things to. happening. Yeah, we're going to have Pedro on actually the last week of June, right before his event. Nice. So he can talk about it. And... You know, yeah, I just, uh, I I just think it's a great idea. In the show notes to this, uh, I just want to give a quick shout out for this gig conference. It's uh, Saturday, July 30th, and it is in St. Louis, uh, Missouri. So uh, if you happen you to go. be in the area, or you want to fly in, um, and we'll be sponsoring it too. So, wow, there you go. Um, yeah, okay, so we did. All this, right, what's so the question? Had, so, so, question is, I had this idea on an episode that you know, when the earnings came out, their stocks crashed, all that sh- stuff, right? You know that. So I said, okay, how about this? Because, you know, they're cutting the incentives. They're doing this. They're scared and this stick article, you know, Bloomberg, Jackie, whatever. I'm like, how about this? Instead of giving us quests, right, just to create some loyalty and maybe, you know, drivers participating in the future growth of these companies. And maybe everything is fine with these companies because the most CEOs are saying, yeah, everything is fine. Don't look at the stock price now. It's going to be okay, whatever. So instead of quests, how about they offered compensation to drivers in stock? Mm-hmm. so if it's like these if it says 70 rides for 200 bucks okay 70 rides for eight shares of uber and then put it in my brokerage account you know and then i'll participate in your future growth if the stock goes to 40 bucks i have yeah. a nest built up so we put that up as a poll <laughs> boy <laughs> would did that idea bonk Look at that thing. <laughs> yeah you want to see you there so, you know, and I like these polls we've been running, Chris and Sergio, too. I mean, we're getting like 500 quick answers, right? So I know. It's like, like... I think it's like, I, I wouldn't say it's a scientific poll, but I do think it gives like a quick little pulse of what drivers yeah. are thinking. Terrible idea by Sergio, apparently. Good thing you don't work for Uber. <laughs> yeah, um, but, uh, you know, most drivers say, I, I guess that's pretty crazy for a poll. 77% of people say cash is king. 11% say stock. So one thing, you know, I, if I was working at one of these companies, Companies, you know, one thing I do think is smart is like, obviously, drivers always want to be paid more. But at the same time, like I've hired a lot of people in my life. And it's tough, like to always be paying people more, right? Like you kind of, as a business owner, you almost I wouldn't say you want to pay people as little as possible. But you know, like, especially at scale, when you've got millions of drivers, it's hard to pay people a lot. So it's like, I like using this like milestones, right? So it's like, hey, you do one trip, we send you an email thanking you, you know, one week, hopefully you had a good first week, you know, one month after you do a hundred trips or a thousand trips, like Lyft used to do this, they would give you this jacket after a thousand trips. Did you ever get that Sergio uh, no. or Chris, but they would, uh, <laughs> yeah. they would give you this I jacket. It. I like it. It sounds I wear like, it honestly, a lot of drivers loved it. And it's like, dude, how much did this jacket cost them? 30, 40 bucks. And uh, Chris, maybe put that poll back on. I might, I might, uh, I already forgot the numbers, but you know, it's like maybe 30, 40 bucks for this jacket that Lyft sends out. And it's like, wow, that's like a really good way to win over loyalty. And so I could imagine maybe it's not like compensation and stock, but maybe after you hit a hundred trips, you get one yeah. share or there maybe after a thousand trips, you get one share. 
right? Yeah. And it's like, obviously, it's not a huge amount, but I think I do think it is uh, better than nothing, right? So if I was these companies, I would be leveraging like swag and, you know, just little things to say thank you to drivers here and there. And like, obviously, some drivers would be like, wow, one share, who cares, right? But like, I think a lot of others would be like, oh, this is cool. It's free money, number one. Number two, it, it may create some sort of loyalty. You know what kind of problems these people have. Pandemic happens, shorter drivers. Gas prices go up, shorter drivers. Every, you know, we know the numbers. You know, they're in a hard place in Iraq. Your driver is in a hard place in Iraq, right? So Uber, you know, pays us more, like, like in my case with my, you know, spreadsheet. They don't make any money. They don't show me the money. I don't drive. They're shorter drivers. I mean, you know, it's like it's like this this ongoing stuff. So how, how do you create some loyalty? I mean, these drivers are switching from they used to switch from just Uber to Lyft. Now they're switching between 12 different apps. Every driver yeah. has 12 different apps on it. So and you know, and I know there is a certain amount of people that can do this. Not everybody in the US is gonna do this. And I think they're scratching the bottom of the barrel now. I mean, yeah. how many more people are left to to do gig work? Yeah. So I loyalty, agree. man. I loyalty. Agree. Give me some loyalty. Do give me some stock. Give me something. For me to yeah. just not erase your app, <laughs> but I yeah. Think. So all right, okay. All right, gentlemen. Over well, uh, I appreciate you having me on. I'm gonna go get ready for the kids. If you guys have more stuff to, you're already at hour 18. But uh, yeah, if you guys yeah we're, we're wrapping going, it up now. So go for it. Otherwise, it I'll let you. All right. Well, if you're gonna wrap up, I'll let you give the official sign off and and wrap up. Uh, I see we got 75 people watching right now, but only 31 likes. Can we get some love yeah, here? Or maybe uh, some dislikes. Hit 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 some button. Right, like dislike. I don't really care. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not subbed already and all notifications too so you get notified when we're going live which is every tuesday 6 p.m eastern 3 p.m pacific yeah uh, thanks again harry for coming on hanging out uh, we'll have to do this again soon i see all um, right now we're now we're getting the likes chris now we're up to 40 see i just had to yeah we got 40 right. come on 42 all right so you know as a bonus i think uh, if we see one more good question come in i think we can take it otherwise uh we're gonna wind down as a little reward for all those likes uh, and I think, what do you think I think we got one question though that we want to ask you before. It's got to be a good one think, though. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. where do you see where do you see the state of the gig economy going with you know the next uh, couple of years if with the recession possible? Mm. Uh, you can argue that it, we're already there. Um, where do you see everything going? Do you see things slowing down? Do you see them trying to to do what they can to to continue to stay strong? Yeah. What, what do you I really mean, see there? I'm not an expert in sort of like the macro economy and the stock market and all that, but it doesn't take a genius to realize like there's some big issues happening and uh, that could be bad for drivers and gig workers if it means like, hey, a bunch of people don't have jobs or a bunch of people need to make more money. It's like, boom, you get laid off. Where are you going to go? You're going to go to the gig economy. You're going to start yep. driving for Uber and Lyft. So it's like a lot more competition maybe, right? And like we've talked about the summer slowdown. So I think for me, it's like really about taking advantage, striking while the iron is hot. Like while yep. the times are good, like drive as much as you can. If it's a busy day and you've got time, take advantage. If there's a new service operating, if there's a delivery service, try it out. Because like, like, this stuff may not last forever. And I think there's always going to be opportunities around the corner and new things, but it's like, it's not 
Oh, you know, like one of the great things about driving for Uber and Lyft, it's like easy to get into. One of the bad things is that it's easy to get into. So, you know, if there's a situation where there's, you know, no one can get a job, right? Because everyone's being laid off or stocks are down or, you know, people have gotten used to all the stimulus checks, the stimmy checks, and now they're spending like madmen and crypto's down and they got to make money somewhere. They're probably going to come into the gay economy. So I think for me, it's like my advice would be just like take advantage while, you know, when things are good, take advantage, stock up a little, you know, maybe invest in some real estate or stock or whatever and uh you know then if things are bad like you can't really control it there's a bunch of drivers out there and you know and yeah, i mean we still shared those numbers like 25 28 29 an hour averages like if that drops down to 20 and there's a bunch of drivers there's not a lot a lot of options where you're gonna have in the future so yeah. that's what uh my advice would be so i think good note to uh end it on agreed all right great job thank you harry thank you so much all thank right you. guys we'll thanks guys thanks everyone for week. watching it was fun all right, we'll see you next week. Let's get, give a couple more thumbs up if you can. We got four, to 45 with 78 people watching, 79. So um, Almost cracked 100 next week. Make it happen. Oh, will do. <laughs> All right, take care, All right. guys. All right, take care. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.